This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Buck Sexton Show. Team, we're joined now by our friend Charles Cook. He is the editor for National Review Online, also the author of the Conservatarian Manifesto. Charles, great to have you. Thank you for having me. Uh, let's got a couple of topics I want to hit. First, uh, breaking news from earlier today about this Ohio State University uh, stabbing and uh, stabbing spree. The suspect is dead. My understanding is there are eight people that have been uh, eight people that have been taken to the hospital. I'm sorry, nine people transported to local hospitals, mostly with stab wounds, and some had motor vehicle wounds. So this individual has uh, this individual drove a car around, knocked into people, got out, stabbed them with a butcher knife, and there were calls for gun control on the internet right away. Well, it was initially reported as a shooting. Turns out the only bullets that were fired were fired by a police officer who killed the suspect, who I believe was an 18-year-old Somali refugee. Somewhat changes the story. People are going to start to connect dots. They're going to be told not to connect dots, but a Somali refugee who's 18 years old. Yeah, people are going to start asking questions. Well, I think that's right. Uh, This was a a case of an early freakout. We often see this with... uh, Breaking news. It's difficult to know what's going on, especially when there is chaos. It is almost always the case uh, that the news reports two or three attackers. It is almost never the case that there are two or three attackers that don't seem to have been here. What we know is, as I say, this was an 18-year-old Somali uh, refugee who had a green card, seems to have driven his car into a building at the university, stabbed eight or nine people before being shot. Uh, The gun control call is now saying, well, even though this had nothing to do with guns, we still need gun control because it could have been worse. They're rather clutching at straws. And we'll find out more details about this uh, in the hour in the hours ahead. Of course, people are going to look at this individual who was, I believe, killed at the scene. uh, The suspect killed at the scene. um, But they're going to look at his online presence. Is there any radicalization? I think that's where the conversation is very quickly going to go and the analysis of this will go. Uh, but we'll put a hold on that for now because all we know is he drove around, ran into people, stabbed them with knives. It was reported as a shooting. Immediately people say this is this is why we need gun control. And I, I don't know if we'll see. There are some who actually make a case about knife controls. I don't think they mean to ban knives entirely because that would there, there are problems for cutlery purposes. Um, but there are people who, I mean, New York State, for example, has very, or New York City, I should say, although I don't know what the state laws are, very bizarre laws on knives. Gravity knives are not okay, uh, but, you know, there's a blade 
Charles, are you familiar with some of these, Charles? I know it's, it's kind of uh, very specific to the city here, but a blade that's more than three and a half inches, if it's carried on you, the cops can technically arrest you for a concealed weapon, but you can carry around a 12-inch serrated butcher knife and say you're a chef, and that, or a, a chef knife, and say you're a chef, and that's fine. They are complicated. I'm less familiar with them than I am with the laws in England, which are even stricter. In fact, there are groups in England who would like to outlaw sharp knives completely, uh, indeed, uh, chef's knives are now being sold with flat ends. So Wait, no, you're, ki- you're kidding me. <laughs> There's no, no I'm not. Americans always <laughs> giggle when I explain this. Yeah, no, I've never cool. heard of this. This is amazing. No, there is a, a knife prohibitionist movement in the UK. New York is particularly strict. I'm not one of these people, a Second Amendment advocate as I am, who thinks that in every single situation, if everyone were armed, everyone would be safer. There are certain circumstances in which uh, that isn't the case. But it seems uh, odd in this uh, environment and in this circumstance to argue that were uh, one of the professors or the students armed uh, at OSU, uh, that things would have been worse. Uh, This was somebody who uh, clearly wanted to do a a great deal of damage um, and uh, was prepared to die in the process. And he did ultimately need to be stopped by a man with a gun. Uh, and as we've seen over and over again, uh, not to disparage police officers, they are, of course, uh, wonderful people, but they can't be everywhere at once. Uh, so I, I, I'm surprised that this has become a, uh, a rallying cry for, for gun control. Uh, Charles, I want to ask for your just gut reaction to Castro's passing over the weekend and also then the reactions that are out there from people whom one might think would know better than to praise Castro or to sort of soft pedal his record but clearly they don't. Yes, well, it's not red-baiting when they come out and say it. And unfortunately, over the last few days, we've learned that there is almost no injustice or tyranny that some on the left, not all, some on the left uh, will refuse to excuse, providing uh, that uh, the regime improved health care and literacy. I keep seeing this. The, oh, can we just say that the literacy improvement we're talking about, Charles, as I know you know, is in the U.S. the literacy rate is 99 percent. The Cuban regime, which is the only they are the only ones who give these statistics, say they're 99.8 or so. It's preposterous. I mean, it's a very small margin of difference. Well, it's preposterous for, for two reasons. Three, and indeed, the, the first you mentioned is that those statistics come from the regime itself. Uh, the two big problems with that argument are that those in Cuba may have been able to read. Uh, But what they were allowed to read was extraordinarily limited. Uh, It was essentially government propaganda uh, and or those sources that the government had declined to ban. I would not necessarily praise a regime uh, that teaches its people to read and then locks them in a corner. Uh, And the second point uh, is that regardless of whether the literacy rate was at 90% or 95% or 99.8% or 100%, Uh, It is always unacceptable to mass murder your people and lock up your political opposition. Uh, Even taking a cold utilitarian look at the country, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't acceptable. It was not morally okay. I don't know in what moral universe, but the people can read, is a a legitimate counter-argument to this is a one-party dictatorship with a gulag, a one-party dictatorship 
uh, that prompted the exile of a million people, a one-party dictatorship that killed deliberately thousands of people, that imprisoned hundreds of thousands of people, that tortured hundreds of thousands of people. Who cares how many people could read that, for goodness sake? And when you also look, uh, this is, for me, everything you said, uh, I've been trying to uh, to outline that for everybody, just so we're all very clear on, on the history as we discuss this and the reactions. And I haven't yet read, and I will, Charles, uh, once we let you get back to running National Review online. Um, but I'm going to read the Trudeau eulogy, which just spawned, of course, all the parodies and such, because it was so, so stupid and so insipid. Um, but uh, when you when you have somebody like Castro, who it is known at, to, to anybody who pays attention, at least, uh, imprisoned and tortured and, and beat people for the crime of being gay, I would think that given the left's views of protected classes and you know gay, uh, wanting gay rights and marriage equality, that this would that alone, that sin alone, as a or really series of, of perpetu- or perpetual sins, would make him anathema. But they, I'm I'm always astonished to see people say, well. Yeah, I guess that was bad. But then they kind of go back to the talking points about it just sort of shows how powerful the oh, he gave health care and everybody could read. And he was part of this sort of people's revolution thing really is because he was a actually a, a hate part of a hateful, bigoted regime as well, which you would think would make him outside or beyond the pale for the left. But it doesn't. And Cuba's constitution still bans gay marriage. I think you're exactly right. And I don't even think it's to do with health care and education. I think part of the appeal is that he loathed the United States. If I might explain that, if you take a, uh, by international standards, thoroughly moderate and mainstream character, say Pat McCrory, the governor, perhaps former governor of North Carolina, Pat McCrory is vilified on the left repeatedly uh, for his stance on transgender bathrooms apparently the defining issue of our time. That the economy has grown in North Carolina, that the schools have improved and so forth, is deemed to be irrelevant by Pat McCrory's opponents. He is, because of his stance on bathrooms, uh, an irredeemable bigot, and he has to be removed from office. That clouds over everything. That is uh, the lacuna uh, in his record. There is nothing that can overshadow it. But for Che Guevara, who put gays in camps, we are told, well, that was a a downside in a nuanced reign. Why? Why in one case uh, is disagreeing with the left uh, on, uh, if we're honest, an arcane question of uh, sexuality uh, it? Why is it the end of it all? But in the other case, a far, far worse case, it is overlooked. I think it's because... uh, Firstly, progressives are entirely inconsistent and have no North Star. Uh, But secondly, uh, because Shea stood up against the United States and that that is uh, romantic to many people. Yeah, there's an anti-Americanism that that is uh, appealing to much of the left. Uh, The sort of blame America first crowd looks at Castro and sees a champion that stood up to America they forget that whole part about where he told Khrushchev to use nukes, you know, if it came down to it against the United States. He, that, but in that a kind part, way. Yeah, exactly. He, he did it in the nicest imaginable way. Um, and, and I have to say, this is one of these arguments that, that does pop up once in a while where people on the left, including some prominent media figures who, if not pro-Castro, at least take this sort of tepid or middle, middle way when there's really no middle way. This is not an argument they can win. 
There, nobody can get on TV and make this sort of, well, Castro on balance was a good figure. Not an argument they can ever win. But people put themselves in that position because the propaganda and I guess the, the appeal, the sort of revolutionary uh, mythology behind this figure is so powerful that they forget that they're making idiots of themselves. Well, I'm reminded of the remarks that the Marxist historian Eric Hobsbawm made when asked whether it would be worth the death of, it was 20 million people in order to bring about successful communism. He said, yes. He said it would be. And there is that trade-off always hanging over these projects, and there are a good number of useful idiots uh, who are prepared to make it, or at least who are prepared to say in public, that they would make it, whether they would when it came to it remains to be seen. I'm not suggesting for one moment that the vast majority of people who identify as left or center-left in the United States think like this. But, but there is, is out a there. small number uh, among uh, Che Guevara and Fidel Castro and even Stalin's apologists who think that uh, the camps uh, the extrajudicial executions and so forth were the price that had to be paid, were collateral damage, if you will. It's a terrifying extension uh, of the idea that the ends justify the means. But it does exist. Yeah, and I think we're seeing a little bit of that, or at least some, some whispers of that in, in the wake of Castro's death here. Charles Cook is editor for National Review Online. He's the author of the Conservatory Manifesto. You should follow him on Twitter at Charles C.W. Cook. Charles? Great to have you, sir. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. The Buck Sexton Show. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.